Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 324, and you are with your high priest of Konshu, Ray. That's me. How are you going? And uh, we've got a always looking for something different, a different sort of episode. And so if you look up into the night sky... At least during the time of this recording, you would have seen it is a waxing gibbous. So that means we go for an other side of the moon. And uh, for those that don't know what that is, basically it's Moon Knight alumni creators, their other work. So the other side, uh, instead of maybe Moon Knight, um, other works by... Uh, Moon Knight creators and this time well we go straight to the source baby it's Doug Mensch and um, I've listed this as mentions Mensch's Melvin Junko that's a a tongue twister but yes it is all to do with Marvel's Toxic Avenger issue one from 1991 written by by Doug Mensch yeah so uh, before we do any of those um, or before we get into any of the discussion just let you know yeah i'm just here by myself going solo going through this uh this was actually suggested through by one of good friends of the show and he's a fellow co-host of predator and prey a yaucha podcast uh, which we just absolutely love doing. Russell, uh, some of you may know him, of course, from Tomes of Evil and Gamma Charge, the strongest podcast. There is a podcast that we recently did a crossover. Uh, go check it out. Last month, we, we dubbed March as DID Awareness Month and uh, and Gamma Charge and Into the Night. We, we swapped hosts, swapped spit, if you will. And that was a lot of fun. I, I got to chat with Lena. Uh, over at Gamma Charge, we reviewed The Incredible Hulk issue 312. My gosh, one of the the best Hulk issues I have ever read, I must say. Uh, so props to Lena there for choosing that awesome issue. Anyway, I am already getting sidetracked because it's just me. So you're, you're with a patented Ray Ramble. And look, I've got a glass of wine here. I'm in a singlet. It's It's not hot, but, you know why not it's not cold why not wear a singlet you know my guns are looking more like spaghetti noodles but does it matter doesn't matter i feel comfortable and that's the main thing uh, a big shout out to our sponsors of course to all you patronies thank you so much uh, for supporting the show i mean I, what can't what has already been said what what can be said and that has already been said you guys are, are absolute legends and thank each and every one of you uh you know episodes 
these days, they might be a little bit more than seven days apart. Um, I'm trying to keep it uh, regular, just, you know, things in life. I've got a, a, a little baby on the way soon. I mean, that's an excuse. <laughs> an excuse. Another one is that I am massively distracted with Marvel Champions. I don't know if you know. I don't know if I've been lauding it the last few episodes. I can't remember, but I have absolutely been having a ball. It's no excuse, Ray. Um, to to drag the feet. So, uh, yeah, fear not. Plenty of issues coming up ahead. I actually want to do one with Rebecca. We spoke about it a while ago. Uh, Moon Knight has featured in in other comics, um, in cameos more recently, in The Punisher, stuff like that. Uh, in Strange, Doctor Strange, sorry. Um, of course, written by Jed McKay. So we want to cover, we want to bundle them up and, and maybe discuss uh, Mooney's appearance in that. Uh, also, as well, we've obviously got the regular issues, the regular series. It's humming, it's purring like a kitten. So there's that to look forward to as well. Uh, it just so happens, yep, this is a waxing gibbous, and it is slightly, uh, well, it, it calls upon the other side of the moon, which is always a bit of fun. It gives us a little bit of leeway to do something uh, outside to tangentially uh, connect to Moon Knight, and, and in this instance, it's Doug Mensch, of course. So a big thank you to our Petrunis. A, a big shout-out to my boy, a fantastic, awesome, absolute awesome dude, Drew Toombs. Uh, thank you, Drew, so much for, for pledging again. And you've, up, you've upped it. I believe it's the, the Lockley tier. Uh, so thank you so much, Drew, uh, for, for that support. Really appreciate it. Um, and while I'm here as well, Look, logistically, I did mention, I'm going to say it to the Petrunis now, logistically, I did mention um, wanting to issue out posters to all of you. Um, it's a little bit more expensive than I thought, so <laughs> I may have to renege on that, but I might just then do a competition. Uh, maybe someone wins a Tawaret Funko Pop. Or they win a, I don't know, um, I'll have to think of something. I was about to say the Marvel Legends Moon Knight figure, uh, but I know some of you already have that. I've just got to think of it. So I might actually, Patrunis, and this will be Patruni exclusive, sorry, sorry, loonies, but I might uh, then just look at holding a competition um, and then, yeah, making it big. I might, I might try and get a really big prize uh because you guys deserve it and and i know i said i'd get the posters to you uh, but it's you know with 15 16 odd of you um it's logistically a little bit difficult from this little mud ball of a, of a country down under um but i'll uh, i'll come up with something else so don't you worry i just wanted to address that because i that has lingered you know i did say at the end of last year or the beginning of this year it is already april so you know First quarter was already done. Is that quarter? First third. Sorry, first third is done. Uh, so apologies there. But a big thank you again, uh, like I said, to Drew Tomes. Uh, a huge thanks to Odin Odin Sword, Frank the Think Tank, Mario D. Digicom. I like to say that. Digicomo. Uh, I love that surname. Uh, Daniel Doing, and of course our sponsors, CLZ Comics and Dreamland Comics from Schoenberg, Illinois. If anyone has some connections or contacts for uh, Fantasy Flight games or something, I would really love to 
have them as a sponsor instead. I'm, I'm thinking of chopping and changing the sponsors, that's all. You know, just to keep it fresh, just to keep things, I'm about to say humming. I, I know I said that before, but, yeah, be good. Uh, so, yes, so a huge thank you to all our sponsors. And probably this is the best time to do it. Uh, what I might do now, and I did say this recommendation for this other side of the moon came through Russell Rasucha. Uh, so I might just do a quick, I know it's early, I might do a, a quick break now as well. So Russell has got a bit of a, a promo ad for his up and coming new show. And yeah, baby, it's all to do with the Toxic Avenger. Uh, I believe it's called The Toxic Crusaders. Uh, I have not heard this ad, Russell, so I'm going to hear it now live. So let me, on the video feed, because Petrunias, you do get a video version of this, let me whisk my mug, made for radio mug, out of the way. There you can still hear me, um, but let's listen to Russell's promo. Coming soon to your earwaves, a franchise that has action figures from Playmates Toys, a animated series executive produced by Fred Wolf, a theme song written by Chuck Lorre. There. Hideously deformed creatures of superhuman size and strength. They're ugly, but they still get girls. Toxic That's right, Tromdillians. It's time for the Lloyd Kaufman-approved Toxic Crusaders podcast. Diving into the animated series, the toys, the video games, and more. Coming soon to a Tromaville near you. Crusaders, it's cleanup time. Yes. Thank you, Russell. I don't know why I'm talking to an ad. But uh <laughs> thank you, Russell. I did it again. Uh for yeah, so as I said, Russell has recommended this for our show, and of course, this has Doug Mensch as the writer, so it is very much connected to Moon Knight. Uh, no Moon Knight in this comic book that we are going to review, albeit a Marvel Comics. Uh, in fact, there's no real other Marvel comic book character you do see in the first issue, at least. Um, it will be fun. Actually, I'd love to see him mix it with Terra Inc. I really do like Terra Inc. Um, but yeah, uh, so let's get into it. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll play that ad again at the end of the show as well just to kind of you know really subliminally ingrain it into your psyche 
Uh, but anyway, let's get into uh, the other side of the moon. So I will chuck this up here. And again, Patrunis who have access to the video, voila, or voila. I think the French say voila. I don't think they say voila. Ray, you're rambling again. Uh, yes, so you've got the visuals to aid you. Uh, now we're going to treat this exactly like any other Mooney comic, any other Lunapic review, a Moonshine review. Uh, I'm going to go through it. I'm going to give you bang, bang, bang. I'm going to give you the credentials. Credentials, credits, not credentials, the credit cards. I'm going to give you the credits, bang, bang, bang. Where it's available, bang, bang. Uh, I have written a bare bones, so I'd like to pat myself on the back here because I was hoping, fingers crossed, and I was yearning for there a synopsis to be written, but there wasn't, so I had to write it myself. I did it in quick fire. Hopefully, I did it in a, a humorous way, similar to the way this issue was written by Doug. Uh, we'll then go into overall impressions and the key aspects, and I'll give it a rating, of course. So, um, yeah, let's, let's get stuck into it. Did you know I, while I play that ad as well, I, I pretty much polished off my, my glass of wine. Is that, is that normal? Maybe I'm thirsty or maybe I'm really loving the wine. I don't know. It went down too quickly. So now I haven't got a glass to accompany me on this sojourn. Okay. So as I was saying, Toxic Avengers Volume 1, Issue 1. It's titled A Hideously Deformed Creature of Superhuman Size and Strength is Born. I think, Doug, you really didn't dig deep when it came to the title of this issue, at least. Uh, it was pretty much pretty much a vanilla description on the tin. Uh, release date February 12th, 1991. Oh my gosh, happy heady days, those 1991, uh, that that year, that decade. Oh my God, I love it. Uh, cover date April 1991 as well. So writer Doug Mensch, penciler Rod Ramos, inker Val Mayrick, colorist Bob Sharon, letterer Rick Parker, and editors Jim Salakrap and Dan Cuddy. Now, uh, Available in floppy format or in digital, but I've also been told if you check out Troma's online store, you can uh, pick up the issues there. I'm assuming digital and maybe hard copy. Um, I mean, you, could, you should be able to find it on eBay uh, as well. I mean, this is an early 90s comic book, and I don't think it is... You know, I don't think it's a million dollars. I think you should be fine. Uh, or you can actually sign up to Troma now. You get the first month free, first month free, uh, and you can read it that way online as well. So let me, for the uh, Petrunis, as I mentioned before, let me share the screen. Let's get this happening. What is going on? Uh, oh, this is interesting. There we go. There it is, share the screen, up you get, come on, alright, that's it, and that is not the one I wanted for, that's better, okay, so, uh, 
as always, what we do, of course, I do the bare bones. As I mentioned, I wrote it. Uh, and yeah, I did all that already. <laughs> okay. Uh, so here is the bare bones for it. When health club janitor Melvin Junko discovers the origin of his toxic fate, the Toxic Avenger is born. Shenanigans are aplenty at Tromaville and a consort of criminals terrorise the town, shifting toxic waste and brandishing Uzis. A house for the blind is swept up in flames thanks to the deadly Miss Meffy, but the Toxic Avenger jumps in to save those trapped within. It's here he meets Claire and after punching the face in, of her would-be captor, the two seem, f the two soon seemingly fall in love. Junko recalls how he became the toxic avenger to Claire, and in a twist of fate, the health club where he worked was, uh, where he worked was traumatized and eventually transformed, is also run by Mr. Ariman, who seems to have ties with the criminal underworld. Claire declares that evil is afoot, and we soon see minions of the elite core Blackstar 666, a group headed by the mysterious chairman. Claire and Junko have little time to themselves when all of a sudden the Blackstar 666 make their entrance in grandiose fashion. A tank headed by one of the goons the Toxic Avenger let get away from a previous scuffle. The issue ends with the tank cannon point firmly at the Toxic Avenger. So, yes, there you go, loony listeners. Uh, that was a really roughshod synopsis. I mean, there's a lot to this issue. Uh, and I guess I'll go through it anyway. Um, but overall, I actually, I really enjoyed this. I I was only familiar with The Toxic Avenger. I watched it a while ago, ages ago. I don't know, it might have been in the 90s as well when it came out, um, when, you know, the movie was about. It's always been a bit of a cult classic. So that is my extent of it. So I'm very glad that Russell is going to have a podcast dedicated to it. I can't wait to listen. I can't wait to maybe check out more of these comics because I, you know, overall impression, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was fun. I thought Mensch, uh, it's, it's quite different from his Moon Knight or even his Shang-Chi kind of writing. He's got a very nice little, uh, I don't know, tongue-in-cheek style here, which I'm assuming is the, is the style of the Toxic Avenger. I mean, from memory, I think I think it is very much kind of like a tongue-in-cheek thing. Uh, so I think I think Mensch does really well with this. Uh, I I enjoyed it. Um, as far as setup issues go, this is quite good considering it was in the '90s, '91. Um, paced very well. We got the origin. We got the setup, the criminals, the villain. And we get, I mean, he's not just like a a wandering thug. Um, we get Claire as well, so there's a bit of the love interest there. I mean, we know the Toxic Avengers all about, you know, women in bikinis. We see a bit of that with the health club. Um, it's it's that kind of mishmash of grotesque monster with um, scantily clad, you know, women. Uh, and in, in this instance as well. Uh, you know, some kind of buff cut guys. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, and jumping into the aspects, 
the first key moment I thought was uh, would have to be the, the humor. Um, I, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, we open up with a introduction of him in the junkyard. He kind of lingers around decrepit kind of areas and stuff, but we don't know much about him here. He's talking about you get a little bit of mensch menschisms here. Uh, I love his use here of um, kaleidoscope of laughing teeth. And what have we got here? Breaking glass and liquid green fire. Uh, skin shred, bone stretch, muscle bulge. He uses that later on as well. Nutcracker, bikinis. So you kind of get that sense of that movie straight away. Uh, but we don't know what's happening to him. Uh, fantastic art here by Rod, Rod Ramos uh, as well. Uh, it's sometimes he doesn't he doesn't look like the toxic avenger of the of the the movie but that's okay i mean he's very much if anything i think he's very much like a romanticized version i mean i'm going back to the the cover here if you look at the cover and if you look at the little icon on the top left the top left little icon with the issue number and the face of toxic avenger is a bit more like the movie um and as beautiful as the cover is, uh, it's a little bit more of a, a romanticized version of the look of him. He doesn't look as as grotesque as he could be looking. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, the humor was really cool. Um, I had to, you know, whether this is meant to be funny enough. He's he's got a bit of a spider sense. Uh, it's called uh, what does he call it? Traumatons, um, and it's almost as if I don't know. It's almost as if his body's kind of farting. Like there's birth, 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 as you can see, it kind of goes off. Uh, it kind of radiates or vibrates when danger's about. Uh, and again, so within two pages or so, we get this. Uh, and what I really do enjoy is the the weirdness of it. I mean, we've got a um, we've got people like criminals here just hanging around this um, wrecking yard. Uh, they're all brandishing Uzis, you know, uh, and maybe this is to do with the criminal uh, activities within Tromaville, but uh, they're very much over the top. I'm, I'm thinking kind of, um, you know, criminals and villains from from The Crow, Brandon Lee's The Crow, where they're very over the top. And anyway, these guys are very over the top 90s. There's a guy there with a, oh, he's got a huge earring um there's a guy that's like dressed as a woman as well a bit of a cross-dresser a bit quirky a bit fun uh in that regards but they all because i had to double check that anyway as well because he does wear high heels and there's a couple of shots where it's like oh he is wearing high heels uh, but they they hear something they hear the toxic avenger scream so they just jump out with their with their Uzis and they start shooting up the place, uh, but not to be Toxic Avenger with his mop. I love it. Uh, it's kind of almost mystical mop. I mean, that thing would break in a heartbeat, wouldn't it? So you know he does away with them. And look, I'm just trying to find the humor. Like the first key moments, I did say one of the well. One of the bits of humor here is the the, the cross-dressing guy. Uh, he gets thrown. Toxic Avenger easily does away with two of the three kind of thugs. And he, without missing a heartbeat, you know, he picks the guy up after he throws him in some toxic waste. And the guy's literally dead. I mean, he's a skull and, and awful. Um, but toxic avenger here says a, a hint scumbag never dive in battery acid without a full metal jacket and he starts laughing and i think that sort of 
shipping sets the tone for this uh, this this series. And I think Doug Mensch does really well. He's got a very quirky kind of sense of humor, uh, you know. And there are little quips that kind of go along the way, like Toxic Avenger absconds a, a taxi or a cab and he and he says thanks for the loan of the cab and and the call for help when the guy literally was shouting help 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 you know there's a monster there uh there's also another one i'm just gonna fast uh, fast track it here there's a bit where as i mentioned in the synopsis um the the criminals burn you know this this refuge it, well it's kind of like an art gallery at the beginning it's, it's a pleasant view haven tromerville home for the blind and there's there's an artist there i don't i don't know it's just random stuff anyway he, he likes drawing <laughs> eyeballs to blind people um it's really kind of on, a, on the nose sometimes but anyway uh this humor that i'm talking about as i scroll down you know that they set this they set the the home for the blind ablaze um the 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 criminals say you know eliminate all oh not eyewitnesses all ear witnesses uh it's just really really kind of uh i don't know how it would go down these days but also as well the blind people as they as they run out help i'm burning and one of them says are we are we outside yet um just really kind of having to go at at them being blind um, and using that for the humor. So vastly dated, of course, um, but what Mensch does, he successfully uh, instills that kind of crass, um, that really, I don't know, awkward, cringeworthy humor in this. Uh, and, and, and from memory, I think that's how the movie kind of plays out as well. Uh, so, yeah, so... Um, well, if I'm going to stop in this one here as well, I did mention about the humour, but there is no shortage of violence. Uh, we do see the Toxic Avenger. It's, it's in, a, in a Marvel comic. So, you know, he's super strong, super durable, um, but it's not until we see him punch, literally, and I said in the synopsis, punch the face in of one of the thugs, and you can see it there. It's quite horrific. Um, that is like a call to two um you know the movie as well because it is very kind of graphic in that sense i mean these days it's probably not as graphic as you know as you your saws or who knows those kind of gory horror films but uh you know that one panel there really well done by ramos he literally just punches the guy's face in it reminded me of uh ray stevenson's depiction of the punisher in punisher war zone i think it was where the punisher i mean geez he must be strong he just punches the guy's face in again literally uh i'm going to jump here to another aspect uh this is the meeting with claire uh so claire is blind and it's kind of to me it reminded me of that alicia masters ben Grimm thing uh, in the fact that she's blind and and she sees the inner beauty of him i mean for sure you've got i was reading and thinking surely she would be feeling the ooze and the ickiness of his of his skin and you know when she kisses him i mean he's got one eyeball dangling down i mean surely you would sense that sort of stuff but anyway that aside uh, she really loves the whole kind of thing about him saving her. Um, she's really, she really thinks he's got a, a good heart, and he does. Melvin Junko, um, 
And so we do see Claire there. Uh, so that was her introduction. She was held captive by this guy, one of the goons, and he gets his face punched in. Um, and then from there, but the thing also we get from there, from, sorry, this scenario is that the, the public in general kind of see Junko or the Toxic Avenger as a monster. That kind of whole thing of, you know, visually he's seen as a monster, misunderstood, um, and they're saying, oh, he's, what is he saying? He's ravaging that poor girl. He actually, he burnt down the home for the blind. He, he didn't do any of those things. Uh, but the citizens of Tromaville obviously, obviously see otherwise. Um, so they whisk it away. But I, I think Claire is, is an interesting character. We'll see how she goes. Um, it's funny to play her off uh, the other love interest that Junko does mention in his origin tale. Uh, what is her name? She well, she's a uh, she's a real piece of work. Uh, Linda, the girl of his dreams. Actually, you know, without the sunglasses, looks very similar to Claire. Like just in the fact that she's blonde. Um, but in this health club, I guess I'll go to Junko's origin. Um, it's cool. I mean, we, we see it. Uh, this is this is exactly what you want to see in issue one. Uh, he works in this health club. He's kind of like the janitor. He's got the mop. He's like a young kid, uh, really. Like he's still shown as he still lives with his mum. She's pushing him out, telling him the the finer arts of uh, of of work and and a good work ethic. Uh, and he's Junko is an awkward teenager who's surrounded by you know muscly. Or, or lithe, um, you know, human beings, all scantily clad, uh, and he's this guy just trying to do the cleaning up. Uh, but you know, it's kind of the, the epitome of um, of jocks. You know, jocks with a with a nerd to uh, to harass, uh, and not only that as well. Mister Ariman, who we know has ties with with crime. He owns this health club and he terrorizes Junko as well. So we get a really meaty, I think, origin. Um, I I, uh, I found it quite engaging. Like sometimes origins, you kind of, you, you're going through the issue and it's like, oh, God, here we go. Here's the origin. And it's kind of, okay, let's go through the beats. Uh, but this was done pretty cool, pretty well. Uh, and I think a lot of it had to do with the callback to the Toxic Avenger uh you know, and, and again, women in bikinis, that kind of talk. Uh, there's, you know, the little things here, a bit of cheeky things where, where Junko's trying to trying to clean up around the pool. Uh, I don't know why he's trying to mop up around the pool. I mean, it's always going to be wet anyway. Uh, and his broomstick, his mop stick, um, hits the, the bottom of, of, a, of a woman. Uh, and then we get Mr. Ariman and, and Linda talking and they seem to be a bit of an item they seem to really want to mess mess with junko which was which we see uh and again kind of establishing their um their character you know top of people they are uh even to the fact that linda she pretends she uses her you know her feminine wiles i guess to 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 play on uh, Melvin's kind of lust for her, uh, promises to kiss him, 
And during this origin, we see, you know, they're bringing in the toxic waste. They haven't planned to kill him by any means. I mean, it's still just a, a plan of humiliation and, and you, you know, psychological <laughs> murder. But, uh, you know, we get the toxic waste coming in. Uh, it goes through the front. We know that Mr. Araman says you should have gone through the back there. If that happened, then the toxic avenger wouldn't have hap- wouldn't have eventuated. But uh, Linda gets Melvin to dress up in, you know, like a tutu, some weird clownish ballerina outfit. She takes his clothes, uh, and he's basically paraded or as he as he chases her paraded in front of everyone everyone who's been listening in at the locker room all the bullies all the terrible people um they're there just to to make fun of this poor guy uh and mr arrowman as well he's uh the boss which is you know crazy you, you don't expect that from you know if you've been bullied and stuff it, it's actually geez it's coming right from the top there i mean he he's sanctioning it all anyway they chase him and what I found funny was um, was this low window. I mean, why do people have such low sills where you can just run through it? Uh, and he does, and, and this is the origin where he splotches into the toxic waste. Um, he gargles and twitches, uh, but he he turns into the toxic avenger, um, and that's that's you know the hero is born. Um, so yeah, so a really good origin, I think. Um, and an establishment of Junko, uh, oh, sorry, Mr. Ariman. I don't know if we'll see Linda again. She might have just been there to taunt Melvin. I don't know whether um, she has a greater part in it. Mr. Ariman obviously does. Uh, and, you know, my next aspect are the criminals, basically. The, my last two aspects are the criminals, uh, Mr. Ariman and Miss Meffy. Um, I'm assuming uh, Mephistopheles or Mephisto. Miss Meffy's name is, she seems to be a bit of a, um, a hired, like she's one of the, the lackeys or minions of Araman. Uh, she's the one that uh, that burns down the House of the Blind. Uh, she gets a comeuppance when the Toxic Avenger goes uh, and drops a, a petrol um, tanker truck on her and some goons. So, you know, she she pays for it, uh, although I think she survives. I can't remember. But we have a two-pronged thing here with uh with araman who the big boss but this chairman uh introduced in the latter stages of this issue uh here as well um so kind of prefaced by claire just saying um evil is coming to town um i'm just trying to read this at the top Toxic Avenger is saying, and that's when I found the home for the blind burning and the little people, and all the little people of Tremble suddenly willing to jump to conclusions. What on earth do you think is going on? And she says, I think evil is coming to town. That's a what better way to introduce another evil? We only see this guy once. He just says excellent and he talks about the driver to, to hurry up. Uh, he has a woman there who's again scantily clad, she's on her knees. She might be the two I see. And then we have uh, people saluting um, the the Black Star 666 Elite Corps. Um, they're going, I don't know how that ties into the Toxic Avenger. Like how, you know, why they're in this truck called the Apocalypse as well. I don't know why they're heading towards the Toxic Avenger. Uh, I guess we'll know further on. 
but at this stage, Claire and the Toxic Avenger, like he's showing her his abode, which uh, it's, it must be all coming back to him now because he's, he's in a shack, you know, in a, like a junkyard, a wrecking yard. Uh, again, he starts farting. <laughs> his body starts uh, convulsing and he knows that there's danger afoot. And of course, it, it is. It is afoot. It's a, it's a tank, 666 tank uh, from the Black Star Corps. And they smash through his house. Claire's wondering what's happening. She thinks that his shack is a, is a bit shoddily built. It isn't. Uh, it's headed by a tank with the guy that he kind of let get away uh, in the early stage. Let me just scroll all the way back. Um, that was, uh, oh, let me let me scroll back. That was in the opening gambit when he was trying to figure out who he was. As I mentioned, the crossdresser, uh, he threw the other guy the other guy away, the guy with almost the crow-like makeup. Uh, he kind of punched him, threw him, I don't know where. Oh, no, he threw him uh, in the in some tyres. That was pretty harsh as well. He threw him in some tyres and he bounced him down the hill and it exploded. Um, and the other guy was in the battery acid and the third guy runs away that we see there, as you can see. So he comes back at the end, um, which is quite cool. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he's not going to live that long, but we wonder, I wonder what happens then. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's it. And further on, I mean, we get toxic times here. I love it. Look at Spider-Man there and the Toxic Avenger. He's looking very much like the like a cheap version of the Toxic Avenger. This is kind of like he's been left in the sun a bit. Um, but anyway, uh, exciting times ahead there. Uh, let me just see if I can pull up, because I did, oh, not, well, 11 issues, so there are 11 issues of this, um, but yeah, I mean, overall, uh, I, I gave this a firm, solid round boy, 7 out of 10, I thought this was really good, uh, I really enjoyed it. It's something I would never have considered to read. Um, thankfully, uh, my fellow podcaster and co-host Russell is doing starting up Toxic Crusaders. I can't wait to uh, to dive into it. He showed me a couple of figurines. Um, he mentioned in the ad the animated series or animated movie. I'm keen to hear or see that, uh, but also more on the comics. I mean, I think Ron Ramos does a really good job with the art. I really do enjoy it. Uh, you know, it's, it's very 90s in a lot of senses, but also the stories as well. Uh, these criminals are so over the top. Uh, it, it's, it's, it kind of adds to the whole flavor of the Toxic Avenger. So um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I think it's very, it's a, I wouldn't say a vast departure, but it is a departure for Doug Mensch uh, for the things that he's done before. I've read his, um, his Max series on the Master of Kung Fu. Uh, I've read his Deadly Hands of Kung Fu as well. I, I've read Moon. Obviously, we've all read Moon Knight. Uh, that sort of stuff. And and this is very different. It, it's a little bit lighter. Um, I, I guess I would say lighter. I mean, it's heavy because there is some gratuitous, uh, gratuitous violence and some, you know, um, the fact that he's a toxic, a toxic sludge kind of guy. Uh, but 
it just it really does remind me of like the nineties, the Crow film, like just just how criminals are depicted there. A- any kind of nineties thing, even I'm going to go even further and say like Alien Four Resurrection, you know those kind of characters where they're kind of really they're one dimensional, but um, but they're I wouldn't say they they round out because of they're so they're so over the top, but they um, they're distinct. You know, um, I, I mean, this was in the eighties, but all I could think of is you get distinct characters. Um, I think the brilliance of the likes of, you know, Bill Paxton, who did Hudson in aliens, he turned that character in so much more, just the way that he depicted him. Um, he was an over the top character, but I, th- I think because of the likability and, and the skill of Bill Bill Paxton, uh, he made that character a truly memorable character. Um, and I, I don't know where I pull that from, but I'm just thinking. I always think of of uh, of Hudson as as kind of very OTT. Uh, but uh, this is not to that to that not to that level. But um, it's still fun, nevertheless. Uh, interesting to see if there are going to be any Marvel cameos as well. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but, uh, you know, what else can I say? It was really enjoyable. Um, I didn't get any feedback from anyone. That, that's fair enough. It, it's such a out of left field issue. But there is still time, of course. I want to hear what you have to say. I might actually add some messages on Discord to get a discussion going as well. But let us know what you think. I mean, if you can track this down, if you can kind of download it somewhere, um, by all means, give it a read. It is a lot of fun. And let us know. All right, well, loonies, I think uh, out of the the couple of disruptions, I'm going to have to pull the pin there. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed this little solo episode as well. I have no idea how long this went. It could have been like half an hour or something. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, usually um, I try to aim for a more structured uh, duration. But anyway, I hope you've enjoyed it. Next issue, next episode, shall I say? Let me have a look. It's going to be not that long. To, to go to go really i'm going to check right now as as we speak if i do a friday or saturday oh my gosh it's a it's a full moon full moon what is that let me have a look the moon and stars a full moon is something to do with tv uh for moon night uh so that is definitely on the weekend i'm gonna have to figure out what that will be but um Fear not, there will be an episode. Hopefully, I'm going to record. It is Easter break coming over. Um, I will have some free time on a f- Good Friday and on the Saturday. Uh, so uh, keep your eyes peeled there, and you'll get another episode quick sticks. As Finn coughs here, I'm going to have to go and wrap up quickly. All I'm going to say is um, thank you once again to our patroonies check out patreon.com slash itk moon night big thanks to odin frank daniel mario justin Derek, wayne josh anthony russell michael drew matthew jonathan and dan uh huge thanks to our sponsors as well check out drinking marvel podcast i want to fight it podcast check out fringe night check out also drew tombs's music on soundcloud.com slash tombs and bandcamp.com where am I going? Um, slash lurk music. 
Uh, also, CLZ Comics at collectors.com and Dreamland Comics. Use the code MOON to get 20% off their, their online store. Uh, we're part of the collective. Fantastic stuff. Russell's. Check out Russell shows. Seriously. Tomes of Evil. Check out Predator and Prey. I'm on that as well with Justin and Russell. Uh, and also check out, of course, Gamma charge the strongest podcast there is also look out for the toxic crusaders coming out through as well i know russell had a great time with uh kaufman lee kaufman uh, one of the creators russell is that right of the toxic avenger uh, endorsed and uh you know gave the aok for russell to do a podcast so can't wait to hear that as well i want to give some love also to the tv podcast industries inner demons a ghostwriter podcast and why not i'll give it to emp earth's mightiest podcast they're all doing great stuff go check it out um links in the show notes too uh, finally uh, you can contact us on and I'll post this up as well with a video. Uh, you can email us at feedback at ITK Moon Knight. We've got a website, itkmoonknight.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. The important thing is to remember the handle is ITK Moon Knight. So YouTube is youtube.com slash ITK at, sorry, at ITK Moon Knight. You've got to add that at in as well. Anyway, Looney listeners, um, I'm hoping this uh, stitches up okay. Uh, it's been a bit of a ride <laughs> going through this episode. Uh, I have the baby monitor right next to me. Hopefully, it makes some sort of sense to you. Um, hopefully, Petrunis, you've enjoyed the videos uh, and the little bits in between. And as always, may Conchi watch over the denizens of the night. I'll catch you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners. See this episode's show notes for our unique promo code to get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libsyn when you sign up for a new account. Get your show on Apple and Spotify. Get helpful stats and all the support you need to sound your very best. Hello, world. It's time to open the green door and enter the strongest podcast there is. Twice a month, Russell and I dive into the history of the Incredible Hulk in comics, film, TV, games, and more. That's right, Justin, and we rate and review all the Jade Giants media, good and not so good, with a smash or a gamma clap. And we put on the rant pants when, when we, we just can't 
join us on Patreon to get exclusive bonus podcasts, prizes, and more at patreon.com forward slash Gamma Charge Hulk Podcast. We will see you real soon, Gamma Beasts. Stay green. Gamma Charge. The strongest podcast there is.